Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. I am so fortunate to call our next guest friend now that we've done a few, well, okay, multiple media interviews together. It was such a joy also to introduce her to Eddie Luisi, my co-host for the Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference. Uh, I think after this, we all decided to form a band, so we'll keep you all posted on tour dates, I'm sure. Nidia Han co-anchors six ABC Action News Sundays in Philadelphia. She's also the station's consumer investigative reporter, and in that role, she gets real results for Action News viewers by troubleshooting issues and exposing scams as well as dangerous products. Nidia is also committed to using her platform to uplift, empower, and give voice to traditionally underrepresented marginalized groups. She's the recipient of multiple awards, including the Pearl S. Buck International Woman of Influence Award, the NAAAP Inspire Award, and the Global Voice Award from the World Women's Summit. She was also named Outstanding Ally of Diversity and Inclusion by the Philadelphia Inquirer. Now, in this short clip from our full-length interview, which will run as a part of our free Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference, Nidia shares incredible insight that will impact your ability to work best with your media allies. To learn more about our conference, go to shockyourmediapotential.com today. And now, listen in. When I was a little girl, I always loved learning something new, and I always loved talking to new people. And so what better job than to be a journalist where I get to learn something new every day, talk to someone new every day. And so it was just a job that was well-suited for me. But I also always loved to write. That was truly my first love. And so I was actually planning to become a print journalist, and my plan was to write long-form magazine pieces. And so I went to college with that in mind, and then I kind of caught the TV bug. So I ended up doing an internship at a newspaper, and then I did an internship at a television station, and I just loved the medium. I loved the immediacy, the power of pictures, the culture and the climate of the newsroom. I just thought it was a really exciting place, and I could really see the power that, um, you know, you got from pictures and sound, and I just really fell in love with it, and so I decided to pursue broadcast Um, And then you just have to be kind of on your toes and you have to be nimble and flexible. You never know what's going to happen on live television. And so the teleprompter might go down. You might have a live shot where something happens that is unforeseen and you have to be able to respond to that in a way that's appropriate and also in a way that kind of carries your audience through the show so that, you know, we cover a lot of sad stories. We cover a lot of difficult stories. um, And I think it's our job to present that information in a way that people understand the urgency, but also don't feel panic and understand that, you know, as a community, we're going to get through this together as we always have. 
So I, I went to Northwestern University, the Medill School of Journalism, and I did, while I was in college, switch specializations to broadcast. Mm -hmm. So I did, um, you know, do training at Medill to become a broadcast journalist. So before I graduated, I sent out tapes. This was at a time when, uh -huh. you know, we had physical resume yeah. tapes that we had to mail out from yep. station to station. Yep. And so I did do that before I even graduated. Nice. Unfortunately, unlike most everyone else in my class, I did not have a job when I graduated from college. I did not have something lined up. Okay. So I spent the next summer living on the couch of my cousin in San Francisco, and I, ha I ran out of resume tapes. So I had gone to my old internship. I had dubbed all of these tapes um, so I could send them out. I must have had about 40 or 50. Wow. I received rejection after rejection after rejection, or I didn't hear anything at all from the stations I sent the tapes to. I literally drove you know up and down california knocking on the doors of small market television stations begging news directors to wow. hire me i had one news director tell me he wouldn't hire me because i had too many wrinkles on my forehead it really is about perseverance i mean this, if you want to succeed in this business you have to be determined and you have to persevere because i will tell you i say this all the time I am not the smartest person. I'm certainly not the prettiest person. I am not the most talented person, but I work really hard and I don't take no for an answer. And so, you know, I sent out those 40 to 50 tapes. I went back to my internship. I dubbed more. I sent out more. I finally got that first job and I've just worked really hard ever since. And, you know, even on days when it's not fun, frankly, and it's really hard. I am grateful um, mm -hmm. for the job and I just keep on going. <laughs> First of all, a great guest is someone who is available. <laughs> I cannot tell you how important quick response time is. You have yes. to be fast and flexible. You know, when I'm doing a long form consumer investigative piece, I will take weeks, months, sometimes years, but more often than not, when people call for a guest or for an interview, they're looking for someone that day, at least within the week, and then sometimes within hours. And yeah. so if I'm doing a day of story, I'm often assigned that story in the morning. I will start making calls and I have to have that story edited, completed, aired at 4.30. So I will say being fast, responding quickly is probably the number one most important thing. If you can't do the interview that day, I encourage you to still respond and as quickly as you can saying so. I don't want people to sound rehearsed or memorized, but I do think it's great to practice what you're going to say, to have your talking points and your messaging in your mind. Um, and I think it's okay to practice it too, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to talk in 10 to 15 second sound bites, which is what we need. And listen, we've all seen those bloopers, whether they are interviewers or interviewees. So if you have a microphone on, assume it's hot, assume you're on, assume yep. people are recording you and hearing you. And same thing if you're in front of a camera, assume it's on, assume people are watching and assume you're being recorded. I mean, I can't tell you <laughs> how many times I have 
heard things I was not supposed to hear <laughs> and seen things that I was not supposed to see that I cannot unsee. <laughs> so, be careful. Now, if this interview sparked your interest, make sure to go to www.shockyourmediapotential.com today and register for our free virtual conference. You won't believe who else we will be talking to. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.